Hello, lovers, and welcome to the Nutrition Nuptials podcast. A few announcements before we get into today's double date episode. First and foremost, if you are a couple or a bride-to-be who is looking to get on track with your health and wellness goals, head on over to nutritionnuptials.com slash starter guide and grab your free five-day guide to health, wellness, and self-care. You'll get a five-day meal plan, a five-day fitness plan, as well as a self-care tracker, which includes some hydration tracking, sleep, and stress management. If you are looking for a little bit more extra help, you can also learn about some of my services I run for brides-to-be and couples helping you learn how to get on track. And you don't have to be a Jersey local in order to work with me. That is what the wonders of the internet is for. So I do offer virtual counseling as well. To learn more about my services, you can head on over to nutritionnuptials.com slash brides or nutritionnuptials.com slash couples and find out how we can work together to get you towards your goals as a couple. If you are a couple who is just really figured out how to live your best life ever together, we want to hear about it. So head on over and shoot us an email podcast at nutritionnuptuals.com and tell us how you are living your best life ever together with your significant other. We're always looking for couples to feature on Instagram, on the blog at nutritionnuptuals.com and even on this podcast. So if you think that you have a story to share, we want to hear it. Shoot us an email and let us know uh, how you have worked together and figured it all out. And even more exciting news. So today on the show, we have fellow dietitian colleague, Mary Purdy, who is not just a dietitian. She is also a fellow podcaster, a YouTuber, and an author. So she is doing a giveaway of her book, Serving the Broccoli Gods, a collection of intimate, funny, and candid personal essays about life as a dietitian interspersed with helpful and relevant nutrition tip sidebars so you can laugh a little and learn all at the same time. To win a copy of Mary's book, you're going to head on over to Instagram and follow our page at nutrition underscore nuptials. You're going to find the picture that we have posted there of Mary's book. And you're not only going to like that picture, but also make sure that you're following our account as well as Mary at Mary Purdy RD over on Instagram. And then tag two friends for your entry to win. Simple as that. This contest is only available to those in the US and we will be picking a winner next week. So head on over to Instagram, enter to win, and the winner will be announced on Instagram after um, we draw a winner. So stay tuned on that. And last announcement before we get into today's show, a huge shout out to our sponsor, Podigy. Podigy is our amazing editing crew that helps get this show together. Taco and I provide the entertainment, but quite frankly, we just don't have time to do all the editing and the show notes. And that's where Podigy comes into play. They are super quick at turning around our edits and show notes and just really keeping the show on track. We couldn't do it without them. Now, if you are starting a podcast or maybe you have a podcast and editing isn't your jam, you should go check out Podigy and tell them Taco and Mandy sent you. When you head on over to podigy.co, that's P-O-D-I-G-Y dot Co, C-O, you are going to tell them that Taco and Mandy from Nutrition Nuptials sent you, and that is going to get you 25% off of your first month of editing. So definitely go check it out. Tell them we said hi, and we can't wait to hear your show after working with the crew over at Podigy. And with that said, it is time for the show. Cue the music. 
the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast with Taco and Mandy, where we're helping couples learn how to live their happily, healthfully ever after. Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast, where we help couples go from a me to a we when it comes to their health and wellness goals. I'm your host, Mandy Enright, a registered dietitian who really is not super fond of diets. And normally I'd be introducing my co-host, Taco, but Taco is often about traveling the world for work. But the good news is he will be joining us for our interview today. So we are going to jump right on into today's show and our double date. I'm super stoked for today's guest. She is just a lovely person. Mary Purdy, she's an integrative registered dietitian and her husband, Keith Hitchcock, a videographer and digital media maker who hosts and produce the podcast, Mary's Nutrition Show, which tackles a variety of important nutrition topics with a healthy sense of humor and practical tips. And a quick plug for Mary's show, I had an opportunity to be on her February 6th show where I got to talk all about yoga and meditation for busy folks. So head on over, check out my episode on Mary's nutrition show and maybe a couple other episodes. Her and her husband, Keith, they're pretty entertaining. They're almost Taco and Mandy level. So let's jump on into today's double date. Cue the clinking glasses. Well, hi there, Mary and Keith. How are you guys doing today all the way out in Seattle? We're doing great. It's actually sunny and gorgeous here. Beautiful, beautiful day here. That sounds exciting. How often does a sunny day happen in Seattle? <laughs> Such a good question. It, the fall actually this year has been gorgeous, but normally um, gray and misty is pretty much a daily experience. Kind of like London. It, yeah, it, <laughs> it is like London. Just why we like our cup of tea when it's gray and misty here. Some people like the gray and uh, the overcast and... Uh, yeah, I, I actually can get into that. Do you ever Maybe have I'm... people that are like, oh, man, another sunny day. I can't take all this sunshine. <laughs> I think people feel uh, compelled and pressured when it's beautiful outside to actually do stuff outside. Whereas when it's gray and misty, you're like, oh, good, I can stay inside and just like organize my sock drawer again. You know, it's, it's, it's... Yeah. yeah, you actually <laughs> see like on a, on a sunny day, like you, there's this Green Lake Park is near us and, and you just all the people come out and they're. It's like an event when, yeah. when the sun comes up. It's yeah. like the first nice day in spring here at the Jersey Shore. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. the beach is packed on the very first nice day. It's, it's amazing. You don't know where all these people came from, and there they are. Yeah, yeah. it's very much like that. But we get to experience that maybe, you know, once a week or every other week. <laughs> <laughs> and no one's wearing bikinis here. It's not that warm. I'm sure. See, where we live, like, if it was the first 60 degree day of the year, there would be people in bikinis and, and just on the boardwalk shorts, alone. Yeah. Though, they don't have, even no have, necessarily need to be on the beach, just out and about and active and people running on the boardwalk, riding their bikes around all that stuff. Yeah. We can't, I already can't wait for July to hit. Cause that's when it gets beautiful here. And it's beautiful here for like a good 60 days straight where you fall madly in love with Seattle and can't imagine that you ever hated a minute of being here. And then, and then October comes and it gets a little, <laughs> A little difficult, but anyway, we could talk about the weather for a very long time. <laughs> so that being said, when we eventually make our way out to Seattle, we'll go see a Seahawks game. We should go in September when it's nice out. Deal. For sure. That is a great <laughs> month to go. 
All right. Well, now that you guys are well familiar with the weather situation out in Seattle, I would like to formally introduce to you Miss Mary Purdy and her husband, Keith. So Mary is a fellow registered dietitian. And just real briefly, Mary and Keith, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, um, both uh, personally and professionally? Mary? I have been a dietitian for over 10 years. I was in private practice for about eight years. I uh, worked at a inpatient or outpatient uh, Harborview Medical Center. And I also taught at Bastyr University and was a clinical supervisor in their teaching clinic. And then the past three years, I have spent working at a personalized medicine wellness company called Arabelle. So that is what I do now. Wonderful. And Keith? And I am a digital media maker, which means I make videos and films and podcasts for people and companies and nonprofits and with those skills, I've actually lent them to the mutual project that we have of Mary's Nutrition Show. So I am the producer of Mary's Nutrition Show, which is primarily a podcast, but we do, it's also a web series and occasional live video broadcast uh, that that's providing nutrition information to the world. We like to call it edutainment because there's a hint of humor in every show. There is, there is. I, I actually, I love listening to your to your show, and you guys have a good chemistry, and you always have something really informative to share with the audience. So, quick plug for Mary's Nutrition Show podcast to definitely check out. Um, and now, you've been a dietitian for ten years, but you haven't always been a dietitian. So, what was your prior lifetime? Ah, before I was a dietitian, I was an actor in New York City. Oh my wow. god. Yeah, it was crazy. It's a racket. It's a total racket. So, um, I mean, I loved it and I hated it. And it eventually started to drive me crazy. And I realized, oh, my gosh, I've always been interested in broccoli and quinoa. Um, so why don't I? The, the two prerequisites for becoming a nutritionist. Yes. Liking so weird it's... vegetables and whole grains. grains that you can't pronounce. Mm -hmm. That's part of the entrance exam, actually. It Got is, it. actually. Yeah. They just, they just hand you a paper with... Um, quinoa written on it and they want you to pronounce it and if you are somewhat <laughs> close then you're you're in and if you have a recipe then you you know it's like a plus yeah, yeah. you're already so, a doctor right exactly <laughs> so yeah um so i spent uh, years doing that and and then you know tried to completely change my life when i was 33 years old and um i've never looked back were you in any shows that anybody would recognize Oh, that's so kind of you to even say that. Um, I, I mean, I, ha I highly doubt you would recognize any of the shows, but I, I, you know, I did a little off Broadway. I did some musical theater. I did improv. I did stand up. I nice. did uh, regional, you know, all over the, the place. But I don't think there's anything that you'd be like, oh my gosh, you were in Hamilton. Amazing. You know, something <laughs> like that. So. <laughs> so you were literally like somewhere out on Avenue Q, not in the show, but like somewhere performing in a random bar out in Avenue, like XYZ. I, that is exactly right. A random bar on Avenue Q in like Williamsburg, Brooklyn, where there were like four people in the audience and I was pouring out my heart and soul. Yes, that is what my life was like for a number of years. I can't imagine now you would give that up. <laughs> I know. There were some good moments. I shouldn't, I, it's, it was like, you know, a relationship that I feel like I'm not giving full credence to. I feel, I feel like, you know, there was, there's some happy moments for sure. You know, it was my life for a long time, so... All right. So you gave up your relationship with acting and became a dietitian. And one of the first questions I always ask my guest is, how did you guys meet? Tell us more. 
Well, we, I, I also have a theater background. And uh, so we have a mutual friend that connected us at the beginning when Mary came to Seattle to come to Bastyr University to study nutrition. And we hit it off and uh, we actually became really good friends to begin with. Like really good friends, not just like you hang out periodically, but like you tell each other everything and help each other try and find life mates and don't succeed. And so Mary hadn't fully left theater behind at that point. So we ended up starting a theater company together, us and one other person. We were three co-artistic directors of this company. So that became like, so not only friends, but that we became colleagues together with this small theater company that was devoted to original solo theater performance. And uh, and then what happened? Should we tell the next part of the story? Or I, <laughs> I feel like I'm being left in suspense. <laughs> yeah, keep it going. Let's like, go. To be, to be continued, next show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do a cliffhanger. Right. <laughs> and that's the end of our episode minutes, today. So <laughs> Good night. Um, well, yeah, I, I think eventually uh, I had been trying to set Keith up with a bunch of my friends and they were all like, well, why aren't you dating him? And I was like, oh, I mean, you know, we're, we're the same height. Like, that's so they all ask, know. like, what's wrong? What's wrong with him? Why aren't you dating yeah, him? Pretty much. Exactly. And I was like, he's not my type. And then my subconscious started giving me special messages in my dream world and said, maybe you should start thinking about this. You know, I'd wake up going, what? That was a weird dream that I had. I wonder what that meant. And eventually I started realizing, gosh, I think I'm missing Keith when I don't see him. And that feels like an irregular pattern to have with a normal friend. So I broached the subject and said, hey, do you think we should be dating maybe? And Keith said, well, the thought had crossed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) And the rest is history, folks. Good night. Thank you. Did like he make, do you remember like did Keith make like a weird face? Was it a smiley face? Was it like oh thank God is finally being asked? I think he was pretty nervous about the whole thing. I had had like a good solid month to really think about this. I had planned out what I was going to say. I conferred with friends who were like glory hallelujah, Mary, you guys are meant for each other. So I had gotten all this enforcement, reinforcement, and endorsement from other people. So I was pretty prepared for the conversation. I think he... I was not prepared at all. <laughs> I mean, here's here's my great buddy, Mary, who springs this question on me. I'm like, whoa! You know, so it, it actually... So I was, like, open to it, but it actually took some time to get out of the frame of mind of, this is my friend, to, oh, this is a potential lover here. And, like... Yeah, what was, um, you know, did you like plot and plan when this moment was going to happen? Did you like take him out to dinner? Were you at a bar? Were you like awkwardly cleaning up after a show one night? We plotted and planned because it was so awkward. We just said, why don't we just have some wine and see what happens? <laughs> <laughs> so we set a date. We that- set a date. It was actually the, the night of um, the Obama and Hillary caucus in Seattle. Back where, in 2008. Back in 2008. Um, so we had gone to those events and we're like, why don't we, you know, make it that night that we that we just get together and just, you know, just bring a bottle of wine. Neither of us were big drinkers, nor are we now. So we're like total lightweight. So it was like, you know, one sip of wine. We're like, oh, my God, hey, that's so cute. Wine and um, politics on the first date. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Good, mixture. Good, good mixture. That's why we're that's why we're meant for each other. 
Nice. <laughs> that should be a test for a lot of couples. <laughs> Drink some wine, let it all, let it all out with your political views. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, what point do we transition from the dating to the married world? There was the living together that happened first. And we decided about after a year, hey, let's let's make this a thing since we were spending so much time together anyway. And um, let's combine households. And uh, so we agreed to do that. And that was the next stage of our relationship. And then after a couple of years after that, the whole marriage thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> And Mary, did you ask Keith to marry him or did, did he flip it around this time? Well, I, I, I said to him, look, uh, a, a year before he proposed to me, I said, just by the way, if you were to propose, just want to let you know, I'd say yes. I just, just let you know that. Um, and of course, then he, um, she didn't think that I would pitch it. Yeah. Propose. But anyway, I did come back and part, part of the, the larger story, story, um, is, we went back to the exact spot where she had made the original question to me of like, Hey, do you ever think we should be dating? I, I took her back to that same spot and said, Hey, will you marry me? Oh, oh yeah. that's a great, there you go. That's a great story. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what are we doing here? Why are we in front of Seth's house right now? Like what, what's going on? I said, why are we parking in this place? Next thing I knew, there was a ring and a macaroon being presented to me. I almost ate it, the whole thing. Um, anyway, that was it. See, that's why, that, that's why I didn't do it that way. I know. He was afraid I would, like, choke on a ring if it was in the glass of champagne or something. Oh, clever. Yeah. Champagne. Oh, so you didn't do that. I no. did not. No. Because okay. I knew my audience. Right. I'm like, hmm. girl. Ring in a box. Oh, boy. Let's do it the safe way. Yeah. So I was going to ask if you knew if something might be up when he uh, when Keith took you back to the the, the spot. No, I, I I didn't. I mean, we we were on our way to a trip, and I was in a little bit of a grumpy mood, um, and so I was actually sort of irritated because he was taking a strange route, and I was like, "Where are we going? We're already late. What's happening? Why are we stopping?" And he's like, "I'm just going to get something real quick," and I was like, "Oh God, this is so annoying." And then I will tell you that the grumpiness turned around. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, there would have been a red flag if she was still grumpy after that. That's right. right. <laughs> it's like, can we go now? We're still we're late. <laughs> God. But you haven't answered me yet, Mary. Let me just go. <laughs> I think that's great. I think every couple has like a spot, like just some random spot that's special to them in some way. Like we have our spot where we mm -hmm. met and we actually go back and take pictures every so often on an anniversary mm -hmm. and i think it's cute that you you took mary back to the spot where uh, it all kind of came together and solidified you made an honest woman out of her does your spot change i mean does it look different uh not really it's in a bar oh <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's yeah. it's in the outdoor portion of the bar and occasionally they do renovations around it but like i think it generally has the same look and feel as it did when yeah. we first met 13 years ago. Cause it's like right at the bottom of a, of a staircase. So I think um, just the way that the, that it's structured, unless again, they were going to do a whole overhaul. Yeah. I think it's pretty much going to, it's pretty much looked stay. that way for like 40 years to my yeah. understanding. So I don't think it's going to change in the next 40 either. <laughs> I think you should make a little plaque 
um, that, you know, <laughs> We've has talked your about names it. on it. Yeah? We, have, we and, have talked about it and be like, this is like the Taco and Andy spot. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, because it's like, a, they're like stones there, right? Like, yeah. Isn't that walkway kind of like, so we should just yeah. like carve our names in one of those stones. Maybe, maybe, maybe more bars should do that. It's like a moneymaker be like yeah. spots where like couples have met and like successful relationships. And yeah. like, yeah. you can see like. This bar has a high success rate of relationships. It's a, numbers, it's a numbers game. You should go here if you want to meet somebody. Don't go here. That. There's not a whole lot yeah. of plaques at that spot. Yeah. Right. This one is a higher likelihood in summer versus versus not. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. So before we get into chatting a little bit about the whole experience of living together, I just um, want to backtrack a little bit because, Mary, you lived in New York and now you're in Seattle. So number one, Keith, are you originally from Seattle? I'm from Oregon originally. So I'm definitely a Northwesterner. Got it. And then, Mary, what made you decide to go cross country? It was essentially the grad school that I wanted to go to, which was in Seattle called Bastyr University. So I was ready to do something totally different with my life and go to grad school. And Bastyr was this wonderful place. So I totally revamped my life and never looked back again. Yeah. And uh, clearly that worked well for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the initial experience of moving in together. For a lot of couples, it's definitely a huge learning curve. And obviously, you both had your own independent lives before you even moved in together. So what were some of the biggest learning experiences that you had when you first moved in together? We both had a lot of stuff. So I had my own place. Keith was rooming with other people, but we've had a lot of forks and mugs and uh, (laughs) plates. So there was, we had to do some divvying up and um, some reconfiguring of all of the things that we had. Um, And, you know, sometimes you're attached to the things that you bring into the relationship. And and when someone doesn't like your forkware or your, uh, your special mug set, that can be an interesting conversation. Well, yeah, so part of the mix was that we were we we were already into our 40s right when we were 30s 30s okay well when we (laughs) don't age don't age ourselves oh yeah okay we were 38 when we got together okay we got married in um yeah in in our 40s but it's all to say that we were already fully formed people and and independent um, and yeah, with this full array of our, you know, whatever you need in life at that point, you know, some people, if they're starting their lives together very early in lives, they, they don't have all their, their things yet, but not, so we, we had both our material things and both, and our own mental life things. Like we are fully formed people with our independent lives. So that, that was an interesting part of the thing. Yeah. yeah. And we, we actually, um, one of our earlier, earliest podcast episodes, I think it may even been our second one where we, we were talking about just our experience coming together. Um, and, and really it is, um, part, partially a generational thing where back in the day, you know, you went to high school and you married your high school sweetheart and you moved in together and it was really starting your life from scratch. So all most people ever knew was being with that person. Whereas now, you know, most of us are going to college, we're forming careers first and then, getting married. And like you said, it's, it's, you know, you accumulate a lot of physical and, you know, personal stuff over the years. Yeah. Mandy just told me I wasn't allowed to bring anything. So it was a really easy conversation. I made it super simple. I said, you can bring yourself and um, any gift I have given you. (laughs) 
<laughs> you can bring that. Yeah. Because Mandy had and clothes. Mandy had a habit of giving me gifts that she had a vested interest in somehow. So like uh, you. Find- I actually didn't have a vested interest in your wine cellar. You just wanted one. Really? You didn't have a vested interest I mean, I in thought my be, wine? I thought it'd be cool, but... Okay. All right. No. Anyway. You said up front you were talking about wine, Mandy, so I'm going to have to side the taco on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a vested interest in having good wine uh, kept at the right temperature when you came over. I just thought it was cool. Okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah. So any anything I gave you, you could bring, and anything... The furniture was foul. That could not... Oh, yeah. That could not come... Um, I think, I mean, a lot of things were just things you had collected over the years from like when, when your, when your roommate moved out and he basically left his stuff behind. Cause I think his fiance said, you can't bring anything with you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was an easy, it was an easy transition. If it didn't fit in my car, it didn't come. And he doesn't have what? a big car. Oh yeah. Good. Good one. Well, and that's, you know, that, that makes for a more sparse home environment, which, you know, the clutter that you can accumulate after years of being alive yeah. is pretty substantial. Yeah. So um, it's nice to have less. And we're constantly trying to get rid of things in our home. We have a basement full of all the things that we think like, oh, well, maybe if we ever get a second home, we'll, we'll have that director's <laughs> chair you know, on the porch at some point. But uh, it's a big mess now. Yeah. Now, when you guys uh, first moved in together, did you get like a new place together or did like Keith move in with Mary because you said you were already living with other roommates. We were already living together at the point that we, well, what no. are you going to say? Well, you moved in with, to my place. This is true. Yes. Yeah. 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 When we first moved in, this is pre-marriage. Yeah. We started living, some people say, in sin together uh, prior to marriage. Uh, yeah. But so I moved into Mary's place. So that, that, was, that was interesting. It's like coming into someone other, else's world and she's got her place for everything. Refrigerator was horrendous. I would say. Uh oh. Uh-oh, this is a surprise. Uh-oh. This sounds like a surprise. Uh-huh. In what let's, way? Let's well, reveal. Messy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm messy. I am a messy person. I admit it. I w- <laughs> don't want to be that person. I aspire to be extremely uh, immaculate in my uh, homekeeping, but I, I don't know. I just, I'm just not. I'm just not. I try. Okay, so, I don't remember. so let's ask about the fridge then. So what was it that was scary? Was it um, expiration dates that had birthdays? Was it things that were like discolored and fuzzy, just smelly? Like what was going on? Kind of all of the, the above, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> like just picture something that someone has not really attended to for, but but it's more of a convenience of like, oh, this thing should is perishable. I should probably put it in the fridge. But in terms of fridge maintenance, there's there wasn't a whole lot of thought or action that that I, I would like to just say that this was nine years ago. And that that I think that is not the same situation. I mean, every once in a while, maybe just a few things, but I'm very focused on food waste and not wasting food. So I'm very, I'm much more careful about making sure that things are not going to All the right, pot. So foods don't have birthdays anymore. <laughs> and Mary, you must have one hell of an immune system from just ingesting things over the years that you're like, well, it smells fine. It's safe. Lord knows if anything's growing on it. So, you know, family lore goes that my parents were in um, Afghanistan uh, when I was about two years old. And I supposedly, and not supposedly, this is verified by both of my parents, I licked the airport in Kabul, Afghanistan. Um, and I feel like that has really promoted a healthy immune system and gut microbiome for my whole life. So I rarely get sick. 
really you didn't. licked the airport, like all the whole entire airport, like a, a piece I of the airport. I, I think it's just a small section of the airport. I had this thing. Also, I, I, when I used to get new shoes when I was a kid, I used to lick the bottom of the new shoe. I don't know why that is. I don't like to often reveal that. For some reason, I'm feeling very open right now. I'm going to probably regret this, but um, I used to lick yeah, the bottom of the shoes. Yes, I know. Huh. Yeah. Right, I'll have so to remember that next change, time. I- um, Change the uh, inoculations for small babies now and just have yeah. them like lick subway poles in New York City. Shoot. Who needs vaccines? No. Yeah. <laughs> just yes. get the worst possible bacteria in you early on and you will have a solid steel immune system. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, do you have a disclaimer at all yeah, that you're putting we in don't. the. Uh, we yeah. don't. Okay. We don't. This podcast that. is not intended to replace the care of a medical professional please consult your medical <laughs> professional if you lick the pole of a new york city subway right oh man okay there we go run Excellent. do not walk to your doctor <laughs> so with that healthy immune system how does nutrition and or fitness play a role in your relationship it is such a vital part of our relationship food in general i think we are both big foodies we love to eat we love food we love sharing meals we love having conversations over a hearty meal breakfast lunch or dinner we love going out to eat we love celebrating with food um it really is an integral part of how we relate to each other do you guys have a favorite spot oh in terms of oh like a restaurant yeah oh we, we have a number of them um, one of one of them is Westward, which is a very Seattle restaurant. There's a view of uh, Lake Union there and just a, a sort of nautical ship theme inside the restaurant. So it's it's yeah, it feels like you're I mean, we're a coastal city. So there's some that some of that sailor ship vibe, but then some good seafood as well. And then just delicious, innovative other dishes. I think we also have favorite spots in our house. We have a little kitchen nook, which is kind of where we, we work on how we're going to change the world and change our lives. And we've got our our purple couch, um, which we sat on last night and had popcorn and talked about, you know, what we were doing with our lives. I, Do you guys sit like, on it and go, purple couch, <laughs> purple couch. We will now. Yeah, yeah. we will. Oh, that's, that's a great idea. Totally gonna happen. Now, that's going to be in your head now for the rest of the night. It is. I love it. Um, so yeah, I think we have little spots in our home that, that, that feel like these sacred eating and togetherness moments that we have on a regular basis. Nice. Um, all right. So if we were making out to Seattle, we are going to have to hit up, what was it called? West, Westward. Westward. Westward, not Westworld. Not Correct. Westward. Very different. Like yes. Westward Hope. <laughs> you will come Westward to go to Westward. Mm. There you go. Love it. Yes. Love Don't it. miss um, and I hear you guys have a tea obsession. Oh, man. Yes. Can, we, can we talk about this? Oh, it's all about oh, the green boy. tea. Yep. Primarily. Yeah, pretty much. Loose leaf green tea, probably Japanese green tea, to be precise. And within that, probably either Kukicha or Sencha. Oh, man, you got me beat all. I, yeah, you lost me after the Japanese green tea. I was like, oh, Japanese green tea. Okay, got it. All now I know there's is like Sencha. I know Sencha. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's got really super grassy green tea. Um, it's so flavorful. Uh, we have a, a, a special pot that we brew it in. Um, we have a special company that we buy from, which is just really rich in flavor. And of course, 
there's this other piece of it, which is that it's it's so it's so healthy, it's so rich in nutrients that I kind of feel like every time we take a sip of tea, it's like giving your body a little bit of a, a burst of antioxidant power. So and when you're not drinking tea, you are doing yourself a disservice <laughs> because you're not getting all the health benefits of green tea. But it really is a ritual for us too. I mean, every morning we make our green tea. We have several cups of it. When we go to a new town or a city, we always try and find a tea shop or a, a, a tea cafe and sit there and order some kind of fabulous green tea. And we even bring our own tea yeah. with us just in case like all the, all the tea out, out wherever we're going is crap. <laughs> I, I do that too because I, I'm same thing. I, I love green tea. I'm I'm more on the fruity end. I like a fruity green mm -hmm. tea. Mm -hmm. But same thing. Like God forbid them somewhere and all I do is put out like the Lipton packets. Not that there's anything uh, wrong with them, but like uh -oh. it's just not the same. It's not the same. But it, it confuses not. the heck out of the waiter a lot of times because she'll ask for hot water for tea, and they're, yeah. they're like they'll bring the tea, but she's like, no, I don't want the tea. I just want the hot water. And it just, it's. And then I look like a grandma pulling out yeah. my tea bag out of my purse. That's and like, right. BYO'd. Sandy, you are my sister from another mother because I do the exact same thing. And the, and the person's like, do you want any lemon in that? I'm like, no, no lemon. Just yeah. bring me that water. Just some straight up tea. <laughs> so I hear you. Yeah. Um, and you, uh, so you, you, you stock up, like when you go somewhere and try to get you really like, you buy the loose leaf, you stock up, take it home with you. Definitely, yeah. It, so we, we have a supplier. We we know our you know we get a straight we got get it straight from the guy that's getting that's coming straight from Japan and we buy it by the pound, okay? Nice. Wow. Oh, and yeah. the people know us now, they write us little notes like thanks again, Keith, for ordering with uh, with Sugimoto. We, we we appreciate your business. And it's I'm always like I I lick the actual uh, card to see if it if it's real it, Is this it, another thing you're licking? <laughs> Yeah. I, I was thinking it too. I'm glad you said it, Keith. Because I was like, I'm picking up a theme. I, we're we're going to start another show. It's called Mary's Immune System Show. <laughs> what has she licked? Oh, man. oh my goodness. I'm going to get a terrible reputation here. <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, we, but, but in addition to the, um, the, the tea at, that we buy, we, we do also go out and venture into other tea shops and we do tend to buy from them. But it almost always pales a little bit in comparison to the tea that we get. So we always, we always come back to the, the typical pound that we buy. Next time you go to Tokyo, I want Tokyo tea. Well, um, you said that you were on the fence of whether you liked matcha or not. And that's no, what not, I had. Not matcha. Yeah, I know. I know. Which is different. I know oh, you go to stuff. Tokyo? I, I, not like on a regular basis, but I was there earlier this year and I did bring back a Japanese tea set that oh. hasn't, it has been used exactly zero times. So we, oh, send, you send it to it, us. No, 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 send that tea set westward. Well, you went, when did you go? Like March, March. end of March. So basically yeah. it was like end of March and then the nice weather came out and we oh, wanted to okay. go outside. So a day of cozying up and having hot tea from a cute little Japanese tea set hasn't come up yet. Listen, you can drink dr green tea in the summertime. You can I drink do. it every day, drink, every morning of the I, year. I actually drink, I drink at least a cup of green tea every single day. I feel out okay. of place if I don't have it. But, you know, sitting and cozying up on the couch when it's beautiful and sunny and everyone else is out at the beach, not as enticing. Not mm -hmm. as enticing. I hear that. Well, you're heading into that season where maybe that tea set will, will make an yeah. appearance. It will. I promise. I promise. I promise. Okay. She has promised not just that. to you, but to, to, to all the, the listeners. To all the listeners. She's, <laughs> we're, we're not going to hear about how it hasn't been used again because we're going to yes. use it. I mean, I'll, I will. It will be 
Facebook official, FBO. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not <laughs> official <laughs> until you post it. Yes. We'll share. Tea set being Excellent. used. Um, now, are you guys also fan? Like, I am obsessed with, like, an afternoon tea. So if we go somewhere and our hotel has an afternoon tea or there's a local place nearby that does, like, an official, like, afternoon tea with the biscuits and, and uh, scones and little sandwiches and little Here's Here's little the biscuits. deal. Afternoon tea is great. However... Mary and I have a cutoff. Just uh, just as we are alcohol lightweights, we are also caffeine lightweights. So mm. post one o'clock, not so much with the caffeine. It's so sad. It's so it's such a sad time when the tea time is over. So it, the afternoon tea, we just have to do decaf. We still do it. We still do it. Every once in a while, we go crazy and we're like, I don't care. I'm just gonna drink a little <laughs> caffeine. And then of course we pay for it that night. But you know, there's lots of fun herbal teas. Sometimes, yes, oh, yeah, some... and we're and we're when when we you find a good uh, decaf tea, then that is a keeper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, is the cutoff the one o'clock is when you begin drinking the tea, or that's you oh, have to be finished drinking yeah, the tea by one? Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's the gray area right there. You're like well, yesterday yeah. at like five one, I was like, oh my god, quick, 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 quick. <laughs> okay. I, oh, oh, you know, I drank it as quickly as I could. Just, ah, just I like turned to <laughs> Yeah. All right. So what was uh, actually really cool, and I, I don't know if this is a worldwide St. Regis thing. We were actually in Dubai back in March, and we uh, were at the St. Regis, and we did a tea there. And what was cool, they did, it was, a, it was, a, it was like a tea bar, but literally this woman rolls out a cart, a cart, and it had... Mm teas and spices and i can't even remember what else was on this cart and she was literally like what do you like and per each of us customized our own tea so i was like i I like uh i like fruity and then she's like oh well do you like do you like a little spiciness to it i think she uh i forget what what she put in it to like make it a little bit more more of a spiciness to it i think i think taco did something either something more chocolate or more vanilla, like, like so customized. It was so cool. That sounds incredible. That was in Dubai. It was, it was at the St. Regis. I don't know if this is a, if that's a national St. Regis practice because we don't hang out at St. Regis's very often, but at least there. It was uh, yeah, it was the most opulent tea cart we've ever seen or, mm. yeah. Well, we, we did go to last summer, we were up in Victoria with Mary's parents and they- Canada. Uh, in Canada, you know, they, mm-hmm. they're they very influenced by the Brits and, 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 and especially in Victoria, they they play up tea time there. So we did have high tea. And so mm-hmm. I I don't remember now what we had, but if we if we broke our, our 1 p.m. rule, I think not. we tried to go a little early. I definitely had uh, black tea and I'm pretty sure I was pretty hyper. Yeah. So um, or I should say more hyper. <laughs> <laughs> she was licking all sorts of things. I was probably. licking the teacup and the scones and the biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> but that's fun to do the whole array of the like really making a, a I mean, even more of a show and a ritual of it than, than we do here of yeah. like. Oh, can you have you have little edible things on this this stacked? It was a, it was a pretty swanky place. It was, it was oh, yeah. a, again a little out of our comfort zone in terms of the swank factor. Yeah. But um, you know, once once every two years, it's okay to have an experience <laughs> like that. It feels it feels kind of fun and and uh, festive. Uh, there's something about a little sandwich, a little triangle cut sandwich with cucumbers and cream cheese on it that just makes my day anytime. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty fun. <laughs> it's probably one of the few times I eat white bread. It's like cucumber sandwich. It has to come on white bread. You can't put it on wheat bread. You can't put it on whole grain. It has to right. be on white, 
like smushy bread mm-hmm. with no crusts whatsoever. Oh, it's, it's no, cut the crust, crust off. Yeah. Crust, gotta go. <laughs> cut those things off. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go with those. So, Mary, you went out to Seattle to be a diet uh, to study and be a dietitian. Then, so uh, by the time you had met Keith, were you officially a dietitian or were you in school at that time? I was in school. I actually met him the first month that I was here. So he saw me through all of grad school and then uh, the beginning or the first half of my dietetic internship. And then it was the second half of the dietetic, dietetic, uh, dietetic internship that uh, we, we uh, turned a corner there. So Keith, you were probably like taco or as you're sitting and watching us go through this and you're like, why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I I think I people do all sorts of strange things in the world, and and no, and, and nutrition seems like a very practical, good thing to do with and he life. He was also a foodie when I met him. I mean, he was yeah. he was into eating vegetarian and like cooking, and and so I think we actually kind of bonded on on eating well. And luckily enough, I think in my first year of grad school, Keith and I sat. Um, uh, across from each other, and he's like, you know, I'm having all of these mm. these issues with my belly, and so we're chatting, 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 and I said, well, you know, and of course, I was probably taking a course on the most common food allergies, and so I said, well, have you tried, you know, like, what are you eating? And of course, he was having tofu burgers and tofu chicken. I was a vegetarian at the time. Right, and so you were eating a ton of, of soy, and I said, well, have you ever thought about maybe taking soy out of your diet and seeing what happens? And lo and behold... I tried it and bada boom, it helped. Now, I was not a dietitian at this time. Don't tell the CDR. So um, I gave uh, your secret advice. is safe with with us and the podcast audience. <laughs> I was not uh, officially licensed at that time, but um, yeah, but it's pretty impressive, you know. Like she's just she's not even graduated yet, and she's able to give me some thoughts about like, oh, could it be X, Y, and Z? And yeah, so I, I think from an early early moment, I really uh, appreciated the the sort of information that she was gathering at school. It's just a little friendly advice. There are friends who give way worse nutrition advice than that. Come on. Yeah. And I have to say, I have to give a, sh- we have to give a shout out to our men who have stood by us throughout the whole schooling and internship process. Yeah. I never questioned why you were doing it. I knew why you were doing it. It was making you nuts though. And I was like, okay, I have to try to make life as easy as possible for this insane person going through school. And I was like, and if I was any bit on the fence about going back to school myself, I was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work for sure. And, and, and ironically, it's such a high stress position to be in when you're trying to do things that are helping to ultimately like make the, the world a healthier, more balanced place. And you yourself are like, I'm going crazy. I'm studying so hard. So, yeah. well, the good news is probably is that we weren't actually a couple at that point. We were just friends. So, mm-hmm. if, you know, if she's crazy with school, it's like, okay, I don't get to see my friend this weekend. You know, that's cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll see her next weekend. But in the internship. You were, you had become my boyfriend. Okay, that's true. Yeah. 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 But you were very supportive. (laughs) Keith is very supportive. I mean, I think that's one thing that I think I I really value. It sounds like you have the same thing there, which is that when I get into that frenetic mode or when I am busy and driving myself really hard because I'm a very driven person, Keith is there as an anchor to say, hey, hey, Mary, slow down for a second and um, let's let's take a moment to breathe or just, just allow yourself to take some space. So I'm really grateful for that in terms of having a different a different style, a different personality in the household. On on a related note, 
that there's something that Mary always says about being grateful for when it comes to the weird things that we make, that Mary makes in the kitchen. <laughs> yes. She's just so thankful that I'm I'm actually open to oh, eating. So what's yeah. what's an example of a weird thing? I mean, I think I think Keith is just he's not the guy who's like, oh, I wish we could go out for pizza and burgers because I would have a heart attack just listening to that. Like I I, I just I I don't I think going out for pizza and burgers is great. It's fine. It's wonderful. But I just personally couldn't do that. And so I'm very grateful that he's like, oh, you want to make a spinach quiche with uh, a side salad of kale and quinoa and cranberries and pine nuts? That sounds great. <laughs> um, so I think I'm just grateful that I because I, I work with so many clients who are saying, hey, my partner doesn't eat the way that I eat. And I know that can be a huge struggle for couples. Um, it doesn't mean that one is eating better than the other necessarily, but it, when people eat differently, boy, that can really wreck a relationship or cause a lot of issues. And Keith and I really are on the same page about what we eat, except like any soy. But um, so that I'm very grateful for that, that, that Keith is on board with a lot of the, the dietary choices that I am excited about. That's that's great. And I, I 100% agree that even when I was doing private practice, same thing where I would have couples that were on very different pages. And a lot of times it came back to just good old fashioned communication or why are you doing what you're doing? Or, you know, I want to eat this way. My partner wants to eat a different way. And just finding different ways that you can get a little bit more on the same page. You don't have to eat every single meal the same together. Like I'm sure there's plenty of meals you make where maybe you make something and maybe it has soy in it, but you can maybe modify it so it's safe for Keith to have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we we are the the king and queen of food assembly. So even though I'm a nutritionist with intensive training, I don't fancy myself to be some kind of amazing chef. And I know Keith will agree with me, won't you, darling? She makes wonderful dishes. (laughs) But, you know, I, I, I'm not an expert chef in the kitchen and that's just fine. That's that's not my forte. And um, and but but I, I do a lot of food assembling, which I make things that are like healthy and adequate. And like sometimes they taste great and sometimes they taste OK. We have gotten so good at the 15 minute meals oh, around here, yeah. actually, and, and realizing just like optimizing the sort of ingredients that are just so easy to you pull out, you do a couple chop chop and you can put it together like a. Like an avocado, tomato, on refried beans with a on a, on a corn tortilla. Right, you know, it's like, like boom, you have a you have your black bean yeah. taco right there. there you hey, go. I have a feeling that's uh, <laughs> that you're a fan of that, even though I know you ate a burrito on National Taco Day. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's been listening that's, to the podcast. That was made, that was made known. <laughs> you're exposed. Yeah, yeah. We got to number. I talk about my soft tacos all the time, so I I, I was thinking like, oh, yeah, I think I'm probably gonna get 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 along with this taco guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we uh, um, we actually had our can I just say we had our honeymoon in Mexico, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I wasn't on board with with soft soft tacos before this, but. <laughs> there might be some sort of psychological element because we had such an awesome time on our honeymoon yeah. that I have been eating sock tacos a lot since since then, since I, 2012. I'd say last time I've had a crunchy taco. 
Oh yeah, no, forget it. That's like so 1980s, you know? I feel like that's what my yes. parents served With us. old El Paso kiss. Yeah. Oh, he hates it. The only yeah. question for me is whether it's a corn flour tortilla or a, you know, the white flour, 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 flour. flour tortilla. And that's the only question, but it's always going to be the soft taco. When you say that's a question, that that's a question you have to answer or you question. Yeah, yeah that's the only question I, that you would have to answer. Like, oh, do you want corn or flour tortillas? Ah, and, you're like, give me a taco. And if you're, if you're in a restaurant that's making their own tortillas, then like, you know, go with whatever they make the best. But, but tortillas. It, typically, the best ones are, for me, the corn. Handmade corn tortillas, you cannot beat them. Hands oh, man, down. I am Hands right down. with you there, yes. Taco. I knew it. I knew it was going <laughs> Man, I'm starting to get hungry. Let's go to dinner. <laughs> I know. Seriously. So one of the few things he did, he was allowed to bring with him when we when we moved in together was his tortilla press. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, my mom had given me a tortilla press. Um, we, I mean, they, we had them in the house growing up. We had like two or three different kinds. And uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know if I was gifted one of those or I got a new, I don't know. I don't I know how you how, that one. But my mother gave it to me. And uh, so I had experimented with it on my own when I was a bachelor living on my own. And then when we moved in together, it was one, one of the few gadgets or things that I was allowed to bring. I, I don't know why we're not making I, corn tortillas I, in this household. That is insane. Married. I didn't even know that was a reality. I didn't know that was a possibility. I thought you had to, like, you know, go to Mexico and, and talk to the woman on the street who's making them in that little machine. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Those are probably going to be better than anything any of us would make anyway. Uh-huh. And, and all it is is just uh, corn. corn flour and water. It's mm-hmm. not really anything that fancy. But for some reason, I don't know if it's the, the extra love that's added to it, but... They just, they never taste the same as the little lady in the kitchen just pressing yeah. these things out. Yep. Maybe it's just because it's so fresh. Like it, it's, yeah. it's being made right then and there. It's mm-hmm. created and then you, and you pop it in your mouth. And that's just different from buying one that's been frozen at Whole Foods for like, you know, six weeks. So, right. and you said abuelita, I, like it's like that rolled off your tongue. Do you have a Latin American heritage? <laughs> I don't know. Should we, should really we go down Spanish? this path? Is this going to spoil things? Uh, right. So, so one of, one of the big questions always, why is he taco? So right now that is, that is left out there. Um, for the for the audience to have to wait and hear back on. So we have a Patreon account or a Patreon page, I should say. And as a way to try and get some people over to become Patreon supporters, when we get a certain goal, the first big goal that we hit, it's going to be revealed why Taco is Taco. Okay. But let's just say you're, pro- you're, you're, you're smart enough to figure out that you're on the right path. <laughs> All right. I, I feel like we've, we've hit on something with the whole taco theme of our conversation. Right. So we're getting closer to you. Yeah. Do we win any money if we, we actually guess? <clears throat> Maybe. No, the idea is to become supporters. <laughs> I know. And get the it's the reverse. You actually, <laughs> if you guess, you have to pay us. <laughs> oh. Oh, we, we make you pay extra. Interesting deal there. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so I always say like I, I think like the perfect date for us is just like hanging out somewhere, finding a little taco shack on a beach, drinking some beers, and having some fish tacos. Like and that margarita is, or two, and the margarita or two. But that is that is probably like if you were us, like describe your ideal date. <laughs> that would probably be like our scenario. Mm-hmm. So let's ask this: What would be your ideal date? That was that was sounding pretty That's good. Sounds you know? really good. <laughs> you can't, you can't um, steal my date. I know. I it feel would probably unoriginal. be. The, instead of the margaritas, it'd probably be what? What are those things? That uh, a little a shrub? Oh, a shrub. 
Unless you want us drunk on the beach eating sand, uh, we probably shouldn't have margaritas. Um, I think we. What, oh, they, I think they're asking what a shrub is. What's oh, a shrub. What's a shrub? Oh, Mary? a shrub is like this new drink. It's kind of like on the on the vein of the, the on the in the kombucha world, except it's made with vinegar. So it's a vinegar. Um, be- like beverage, and it usually has some kind of fun flavor, like they have, you know, a raspberry shrub or a grapefruit shrub, and it's got it's kind of like a, a sour vinegar drink, but they add a little bit of of, uh, of honey or sugar to it to make it a little bit sweet. So it's it's not for all palates. But... Now that you've heard about it, you're probably going to be seeing oh, it's gonna be it everywhere. 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 I was yeah. just about to say, coming to Whole Foods soon. Like, so yeah. Is, yeah. So is this something that's bottled? It is uh, very often on tap at restaurants here in Seattle, so you can buy... Very often. Uh, I don't know. I shouldn't say very often. I apologize. Yeah. I misspoke. It's, it's some, it's some select place. Most likely, that is, where, that is how you're going to find it. Is, is It's on tap. That, that seems to be how I have experienced that is that it's, I don't think it's, it's not coming to, at a, in a bottle on your table. It's something that gets presented in the glass that I believe they have created in the restaurant. I, okay. So is this uh, served at similar places that brew kombucha? Not that I know of. Again, this, I am not a shrub expert. I probably have had eight shrubs in my life and that is that's probably like 12 months but it, but it, it is at like the type of restaurant that would have kombucha might be the type of restaurant that would have a shrub yes okay. yeah i'm gonna have to look now so we actually we have a i don't know if it's considered a, a called kombucheries or a butchery we have a butchery oh. actually down the the street from us which i haven't actually had a chance to pop into but now i'm gonna go have fun i'm, I'm gonna check that that place out to see if, if they have um shrub i don't know if it's made to new jersey yet so I, I'm gonna have to say, otherwise there we have to are, check out Whole Foods or probably Dean's would probably be the most likely. Yes, and you can also find them on Amazon or you know a local or a, like an online store. So if you look up Shrub, um, they absolutely sell them on Amazon because I've actually recommended them to some of my patients as a, as a way to get off alcohol. People when people are trying to uh, to shift off of alcohol, it's a great um, it's a great off ramp. If you can buy from a local producer rather than Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing to do, hey, even I'm, though we come I'm from all the about land supporting, of Amazon. I'm all about supporting my local. You actually are from the land of Amazon. Yeah. I know. I know. That's why we're saying that they've taken over. And the world over here. They're yes. going to be near you now. Anyway, we yes. let's not go. So last question. Does shrub have the same, um, is it um, like probiotics similar to kombucha or I what think is less, the health benefit of it? Is there I think well, I think, you know, like any vinegar, I mean, vinegar is, it, whether it's fully fermented or whether it's been, you know, homogenized and you eat it to high heat, I think it make, is going gonna, is gonna to affect whether it has the, that probiotic effect. But, you know, vinegars in general are meant to be digestive, so they can help stimulate digestion, get the bile flowing, get your digestive juices working so that they can be beneficial just for improving your digestive fire. And part of, part of the mix of a, of a, a, Shrub, kind of like kombucha, is like they're the other ingredients that you put in there. So I think some of the other elements, ingredients, could have some healthful benefits as well. Yeah, like a little bit of the, the fruit juice or the fruit products. And I, I think I've seen like cucumber shrubs, more savory shrubs as well. But it's fun. It's a fun new beverage to try. Ironically, now, it sounds like something that I would love to mix with I, with vodka. I was or I rum. was going to ask: <laughs> is it is it taboo to make cocktails with shrub? <laughs> 
I would think absolutely not. I would imagine the the shrub world would invite you the same way that, you know, bitters are really hot right yeah. now, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and those are things that we, Keith and I both really enjoy as a mocktail for dinner. Um, but people make all kinds of fabulous alcoholic beverages using those bitters. So um, that can be really fun, too, for creative yeah. outlets in that way. All right. Way. It's a mission. I'm on the hunt. We're on a mission. All right. Next time we talk to you, you're going to be all about the shrubs. That's right. I'll, you're going to be telling us about. The I'll shrub. be telling you all about the shrub cocktails that we've developed. <laughs> Those will be made Facebook official too. <laughs> nice. Well, we talked a lot about food and how that plays a role in your relationship. How about movement or or fitness? How do you guys add a little bit of that into your relationship? Well, you could talk about the nature thing. Yeah, you know, growing up in New York City, I was not a nature girl at all. I went camping maybe once in my life in eighth grade on a school trip, but That's I didn't like it. one more than I've been. Oh, okay. I told wow. you, my sister from another level. <laughs> I will glamp till the cows come home, but do not put me out in the tent. Right. Uh, it's not It's not my thing. However, what I have come to realize coming to Seattle and also just being so digitally connected all the time is that I really have started to crave trees and shrubs, not that kind of shrub. <laughs> <laughs> but just being in more natural environments. So Keith and I um, have have been trying to spend more time going on hikes, um, you know, going to places during the summertime when we can, or even during the wintertime, you know, making sure that we're getting out and being in places that are not um, building centric or cement centric. And that has felt really nice. We tend to have just awesome conversations when we hike. There's something about like the air or the atmosphere or the presence of the trees and the shrubs that just brings out that real philosophical part of you. So I think we always have a really good time when we hike. Do you have a favorite spot? Well, I will say there's a there's an awesome park right near us. So that's like the the easy way to go on a quick hike, you know, five, five minutes in your two. Um, it's called Ravenna Park here. And it's actually a park that is down in a ravine with a creek. And so the city disappears and you're all of a sudden you're in nature. Um, apart from that, there's actually we last summer we got into going to this area that's just uh, not even an hour north of here out highway two um that is just starting to get towards state or national forest out there and and so there's a lot of you're just within striking distance of a lot of different hikes right up there we also do our own separate things so i take a lot of dance keith works out at a gym does a lot of biking um and so i think we we come back together uh and and talk about our experiences of 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 being fit but i think we both also really try and encourage the other to get out there uh, move our bodies because we both, I think, really benefit from moving and feeling healthy after we move. You know, I, I've often come home and said to Keith, like, tell me to go. Just tell me to go to dance class. I'm so tired right now. He's like, just go. Just go. I'm like, just push me out the door. Get my shoes on. Just just make me do it. So I think we uh, we really support each other in that way because we know how beneficial it is. That's fabulous. I need to make sure Aunt Mandy goes to uh, yoga. Otherwise, she gets really cranky. So it's in my best interest that yes. she goes. Right? I mean, have you ever, ever regretted taking a yoga class ever yeah. in your life? Very, very rarely. The only time I think I ever have was every now and then I go with, with Taco to his, his gym. And his, his gym um, probably is a, a mix of, I don't want to call it CrossFit, but it's um, full body training. So some days it's, it's lifting, some days it's more, uh, so it's more strength training or cardio. And every now and then, for some reason, like I'll go and it'll be a day where it's like, do a hundred burpees or something with that thing. And something that really, really 
gets into like my, particularly my shoulders. And then I go to yoga the next day and I'm like, I cannot do a chaturanga for anything. Like I am in pain or like my, my abs are sore and I'm trying to do like some funky arm balance. I'm like, "Mm -mm, this isn't happening today. But I think that's also to being a grown up and learning how to listen to your body. No, because like, again, like you think about how you were, when you were, you know, in your twenties or something, you're like, I can do everything and I can push through and, and I can do this. And I think now where it's being more mindful and and taking care of my body where it's like, you know what, this funky pose isn't happening today. It's, it's not about me. It's not about, I know I can do it when I'm feeling well and today is not the day for it. And I think having that, um, we'll call it yoga maturity because I think that that's mm-hmm. something and being able to, to say, you know what, today is not the day for this and letting it go. And I think that's something that um, has definitely come with age. Yes. Sometimes you have to have those difficult adverse experiences to really have the wisdom that it takes to never make sure that that happens again. Yes. Taco, I have an idea for you that What's could that? be fun, which right. is see, see if you can get Mandy to go to a hip hop class. All right. So this is something that I that I'm the beneficiary of, which is Mary coming home from a hip hop class. I I can ask her, hey, let me see your dance. And she, very often I actually get the reward of wow. seeing Mary show me the dance that she learned or worked on that week. That's awesome. You could also say, show me a downward dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it wouldn't be as exciting as this. No, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I used to be, I was a dancer growing up. So, oh my gosh. But I, I am incredibly out of shape. I think it, it probably, I have not been in a dance class since ACL surgery number two happened. Ooh, um, which that's was wow. back in 2010 now. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm definitely overdue for, for getting back on hip hop class. Into Get a, on into it. a little hip hop, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if hip hop and ACL are, are are good friends. That's yeah. that's a concern. Again, talk to your dietitian or yes. doctor before you. <laughs> yes. The other thing too, and um, you know, I, I'll I'll share it now. Is I very smartly uh, fell down the stairs last week and improperly oh dealing with a sprained ankle. So I have a, uh, a lovely air cast on right now. Uh, Can I just what? say that when you showed us that, it looked like you were actually pulling like a prosthetic leg from. <laughs> At your desk because you are clearly incredibly flexible because it looks like you were that you were like parallel to that leg. <laughs> that well, let me show you this leg I have, yes. yeah. <laughs> and that is the most yoga I have done in a week and a half since I sprained it. Oh, oh what a thing. bummer! Oh, it's terrible having that when you're somebody who wants and loves to be active, and you you, you really are grateful for the for the movement when you get it back. I am, yes. All those, anytime, especially after like the knee surgeries and this is not my first ankle sprain. So you definitely are, are thankful for the things that your body can do when you're healthy, which is why we want to keep it that way. So that being said, how do you guys encourage each other to stay healthy overall, whether it's um, from nutrition or fitness or mentally or spiritually? Well, that we do. We do encourage. I mean, I, I'm kind of going through the Rolodex of some possibilities and what think that I think I feel like we're advocates for each other's health. Like I see Mary being very busy, very driven at uh, a full time job that she has and the number of side projects that she's she's juggling, including the Mary's nutrition show. And 
you know, when given the choice of like, hey, what are you going to do with this, these two hours that you have? She might be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, go finish some work. And I, I feel like I play that role sometimes of the, of the guy who's like, hey, are you are you taking some time for you today? And, and like, are you going to get to relax this weekend, for example? And so I think that's that's one thing that that I do. Keith, I think yeah. you and Taco are also um, <laughs> se- brothers separated at birth <laughs> because that is all of that it's is viral. Yeah. the same thing. Yeah, right. And even to the point where, uh, you know, I'll be late at night and I, I go to bed pretty late. Um, but I'll tell like she'll still be clearly pounding away on the keyboard. And I know there's no end in sight. I, I don't know why, but something about nighttime is when you get that's stuff my done. that's my productive time. And I'll tell her not to not to stay up too late. And somewhere around two or three o'clock in the morning, I, I she's like rolling into bed and waking me up. But I'm like, that was not what I meant when I said don't stay up too late. <laughs> yes, yeah. I hear that. And I think you know, with Keith, he is very open um, to nutritional ideas that I have for him. There, there have been health issues for both of us over the past 10 years that we have, have contended with. And, you know, as a nutritionist, I have felt very blessed knowing some really helpful strategies to, to put in, help put into play. And so I think I have um, provided Keith with a lot of dietary advice over the years that he has taken and hopefully benefited from. And, you know, I'm always an advocate for like, hey, let's let's make sure that you're not eating too late or like, hey, it's time to cut back on the on the coffee or like, hey, let's get some more calories in your in your food. So we keep the weight on. Um, so I think, you know, there's a lot of uh, love and care that I have for him that I that I offer through my nutritional guidance. But that's not pushy or aggressive. That's just really out of love and care and concern. I think it's tricky for a dietitian nutritionist to to have so much knowledge and like know that someone across the table from them might be making a, a poor choice in the moment and to not say something, you know, whether Mary is with friends or family or whatever, like I, I can sense that she is seeing something, but like holding her tongue. And so actually, I, I really appreciate how much Mary's, you know, I have learned a lot from her, but it's never a sort of in my face or like a you know, something where I feel like she's being my mother and telling me what to eat or what to do. And I want to be clear, I'm not sitting across from my friends going like, oh, my God, they're having French fries. That is not me at all. It's more that when I know someone is struggling with a health issue and I can see in my own mind things that would be beneficial for them that I I can't say because it's not my place to say that. And so, you know, it's like when you you know something that could be helpful to somebody, but it doesn't it, the opportunity to give that advice is not really there. Um, I, I struggle with that myself just in terms of knowing that I could help somebody but don't have the opportunity to do so. So I want to be clear that I'm not looking at someone eating their cookie going, you shouldn't eat that cookie. Because yeah. I'm probably but, going like, well, can I have a bite of that cookie? It just feeds into what I think a lot of people who aren't dietitians think dietitians are constantly doing, right? And which right. Is, yeah judging or something like that and right. um so yeah i think it's best to just kind of bite your tongue and and not yeah. but when with with relationships like ours right like it's i think it's also helpful to have somebody to say whether it's like i don't think you ever really tell me what to do or eat or anything like that but like you are preparing most of the meals so there's some inherently some sort of balance built into that and often when i'm not at home or i'm on the road or traveling for work and things like that i seek out things that you and i don't typically eat together so right. like that's kind of like the other side 
of it. But um, but I think it would be it is helpful for other people to have somebody kind of say like, hey, cut back on the caffeine after one o'clock or, or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> the or, only thing I, I will I will make fun of, like if you're home and you're making your own meal and I'm, I'm going to be out, out that night and you tell me, I'm like, did you have a vegetable with it? Right. Yeah. Well, and the answer is always yes. It's probably not as much as you'd like, though. <laughs> yeah, I put my ketchup on. Right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I've had I've had a couple of times. You know, I, Keith works from home a lot, and I'm I'm um, out at the at the office, and so sometimes there's you know an entire head of some green that's in the in the refrigerator or some vegetables in the refrigerator that four days have gone by, and I'm like, okay, I know I haven't eaten this vegetable, but it's still in there. Like you, you need to get that in there. We, I, I want this guy to be around for a long, long time. I mean, I have goals about living to at least 100. That's like my life goal is to make it to 100. And I want him alongside me, you know. Um, so everything I can do to ensure that that happens, I'm going to I'm gonna darn well do it. Right. You have, you have a personal vested interest in yeah. keeping him healthy. Exactly. I think. Or at least alive. I mean, I want you around. <laughs> Taco, this is off topic, but where are you from? I grew up in New Jersey. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I'm like, okay, I, I'm hearing an accent. I just needed to confirm that. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, by New Jersey standards, I don't really have much of a Jersey accent at all. Maybe more yeah. in the attitude and the delivery of things because yeah. I'm very, uh-huh. you know, direct. But I don't, by Jersey standards, I don't have much of an accent. Yeah. And you don't and, even have like a Philadelphia accent. Well, there. yeah, I grew up in the Southern part. So like the complicated thing about New Jersey, even though it's like the fourth smallest state by geography, there's a lot going on. Here. We are very segmented. And uh, I grew up in the Southern part and that tends to be more Philadelphia centric. Um, ah. And so while I can tell you the difference between, I can point out the differences between the South Jersey accent and the Philly accent, they mm-hmm. are very similar in that way. And then, of course, in the northern part of the state, that tends to be more New York centric. And you would probably associate, you know, some of the things you've seen on The Sopranos and things like that as being like mm-hmm. a New Jersey or New York accent. Gotcha. I don't okay. think I have either one of those. No, there's a cadence, though, I mean, because I'm yeah. from the East Coast as well. I'm from New York City. Right. And I and I, I, I I've been a lot around a lot of New Jerseyites. Um, and so there's a cadence to the vocal quality of both of your voices right. that I think feels East Coast as well. Oh, definitely. Maybe that's what you're it's, it's just, it's quicker, it's faster, it's more direct, it's not as casual or, you know, pretty. <laughs> I, I love accents and dialects, so sorry for the little diversion. That's I just got right. to get it out there. It's all good. All right. So I'm actually, I'm playing around with a new segment for the show. I want to call it like lightning round. So oh. it's really just... Um, just asking a couple of questions and just answer like first thing you can think of about each other when I. All right, this is dangerous. This I is know. fun. I've never, fun even, and I've never even seen this. This is new. <laughs> I'm taking a. I'll have you know this it's 1:15 right now, and oh. we're still drinking. Mary. Oh, oh, no. Mary. Last sip. Last sip. Oh. Chug. 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 Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that was a good idea, Mary. <laughs> well, she's ready for the lightning round for I'm sure. Right. <laughs> I need that little burst of caffeine. Okay, I'm ready. Go. All right. All right. So first question is, what store online or physical are you most likely to find your partner shopping at? PCC. PCC. What is that? Oh, oh, that's right. That, that's our local co-op in, in Seattle. For food? Local food co-op. Food yeah, food co-op. co-op. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And that's, that's the answer it. for both? Oh, both got it? Both. Yeah, PCC. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Come on, lady, man. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. If you weren't home, what would the other person have for dinner? Soft tacos. <laughs> um, 
Well, quinoa salad with with the spinach. Oh, and no kale. Kale. <laughs> okay. I don't think so, but that's all right. <laughs> that's, that's what, what came to mind. I, I'm, I'm panicked. You know, I'm, doing, I'm in the lightning phase here. All right. Here's the last question. Yeah, okay. What one item or article of clothing does your partner have that you wish would just disappear? Oh, my gosh. Are we saying that for each other? For the other person. Okay. Okay. It's, it's these big furry boots that she, uh, that I think I just don't work. But they, I know they keep her feet warm, but just fashion-wise. There's this awful uh, blue and white striped shirt that I have told him a million times. Looks terrible. Looks just terrible on him. But um, he seems to keep on wearing it. I, I don't know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, you do. I've talked about you like a thousand times. Oh, okay. I'll have to it's like look in my closet. Shirt. Oh, no. oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to get rid of those boots then. Uh-oh. Goodwill. Well, now I'm kind of curious. Now I want to know what her response is going to be for me because I don't think I, I don't think I, I can't think of anything. Oh, that's a good sign, Mandy. I know. I was, I was even because I was writing. Some, like, I thought I, I thought you were thinking of us when you were writing these questions, but like, <laughs> and I was like, so like I was like, okay, I can just kind of see this one and this one. I'm like, do I wear something that she wishes went away? No, you don't. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, if you have like a weird T-shirt or something that, like, I'm like, oh god, like I wish we just throw that thing away. Um, I don't think you do, okay, but, I, but I, I know what your answer would be yeah, for me. I know you know. It's your pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> My pajamas. <laughs> ah, she has the frumpiest looking pajamas, and I'm just like, all right, well, it's not happening tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> so much like I have an affinity for yoga pants with fun patterns and designs and things on them, my pajamas are the same way. They're not exactly the most flattering from like a body hugging, you know, cut perspective, but they're cute designs and they're comfy. (laughs) So back off my goddamn jammies. (laughs) Uh, There we go. Okay. But I knew, I knew that would be your response. I didn't. Okay, good. So for the record, (laughs) all of my clothes are fine. Your clothes are fine. I was trying to think of there's even like an item where I'm like, oh my God, like get like this thing. No. No. Okay. Good. It'll, it'll good. Come to, it might come to me later, but I'm like, ah. uh, put it in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing to to leave out there for the listeners is what piece of nutrition, fitness, wellness advice would you give to couples out there? I think it is so important to eat together um, and to take time at your meals either beforehand to take a moment, reflect, have a gratitude if you want, whatever works for you, but to actually enjoy eating together and talking uh, while you're eating as opposed to sitting uh, and maybe watching TV, but to actually enjoy the process of sharing a meal and and also maybe cooking for each other periodically too, especially if one of you has had a really long day, um, coming home to a, a fresh made meal. Oh my gosh, it's like the best thing ever. I love it. So who who is actually responsible for cooking in your household? Uh, I'd say it's really both of us. Um, we we share. I think I maybe make a little bit more um, things more often, um, but both of us will whip up things. I mean, Keith made breakfast for us this morning, oatmeal, um, and often makes eggs in the morning. But I think it's 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 fairly shared. I'd say it's sixty forty with me being the sixty, maybe more. Yeah, I would, yeah, I think you're right. Sixty or seventy. 75. On Mary's side. <laughs> <laughs> so what other piece of advice do you have? Another thing that Mary and I do is 
we're actually open about the eccentricities of what we might be feeling with our bodies or our, <laughs> our health. So like, hey, I'm, I'm experiencing this. I just want to report this, that we know it's, it's coming. When Mary or myself, we say, hey, I'd like to report something. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, this, it's just in. I'm feeling this weird pain in my elbow. And I don't think it's anything, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm feeling this weird pain in my elbow. And it's something that I've had to get a little bit in, into the habit of because I, I, as it might be a guy thing that I tend to be like, well, I, I'm, you know, I'm a tough guy and I can, you know, I can work out anything and, and, you know, I don't necessarily need to talk about something until I'm in the ambulance going to the hospital. Then we can talk about it. So I actually appreciate that, that, we, we were both doing this because it actually, if you are going to the doctor eventually and talking about the elbow, then you're actually, your, your partner can help you remember like, oh, you actually started talking about your elbow back in January. And so, you know, it's just more info for the doctor and for, for both of you, both of you to, to keep track of. Yeah. It's like your own uh, human medical diary and, um, right. and yes. You know each other so well, you, you often have a really good memory of that person's experience better than you have of your own experience. So it's an excellent way to keep track of things that are going well and maybe not going so well. And if the arm falls off, you're like, darn it, I knew there was something going on. <laughs> yeah, I forgot exactly. to tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, speaking of the guys' things, meanwhile, last week I slipped it. I slipped and fell down the stairs. I'm like sprawled down the floor. I'm like, I'm like, I'm really hurt. He's like, get up, walk it off. Walk it off. Walk it off. You're fine. See, you're walking. You're fine. Meanwhile, like later that night, it's like the foot is like oh. foot, ankle, everything. I'm like, this is not fine. You were walking. But yes, definitely um, taking a vested interest in each other's health is very important. Even he'll, he'll like find me like I put sunblock on his back and there's always like a couple spots that I'm always concerned about. And even though I make you go to a dermatologist. Now you go to the dermatologist on an annual basis and you tell me it's fine. I'm still, you know, concerned when you see certain spots on, on the body and you're like, you just want to make sure that it's not something bigger than it could be. Yeah. Being, being open and communicative about uh, your own health concerns and, and maybe the and health concerns of, of someone else. I also think humor is such a big part of our relationship. Um, it's it's excellent at diffusing tension, um, and also it just is a way I feel like that we stay young with each other is that we just are constantly making each other laugh, and I feel like that is something that both bonds us, but also helps to just make life a little bit better. So you know, having that silliness, whether it's dancing in the kitchen or being goofy together. Um, <laughs> That that just really feels like hip hop dancing. Hip hop dancing. Hip-hop well, like dancing. we'll do things where like I'll be doing I'm middle doing something and I can see something that in my eye, and like Taco will be like dancing or doing something super funny and weird. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just seeing if you're paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a child who needs attention. I'm like in the corner without but without going. Mom, look at this. Yeah. Mom, look at this. I'm just doing <laughs> He's it. He's just doing it. He's like, I was just waiting for you to notice. <laughs> good. That's and it looks like it worked. Of yeah. course, it always works. It always does. <laughs> Every now and then he like comes up behind me and starts like thrusting into me as I'm in the middle of like trying to make dinner. I'm like, would you stop? <laughs> <laughs> like bumping into me. I'm like, really? 
hey, you know, I'm keeping it uh, interesting, keeping it fun. Yeah. I, I always, I will always say, this is like my little, like, mushy moment. I'm always like, you only ever make me cry because I've laughed too hard. Nice. I'm telling you, I feel like it is like the key to longevity is just having a lot of laughs every single day. I think so. When you can just like a just belly laughs. And even um, when you have your inside jokes, and I think when you're out in public somewhere and you see something and it reminds you of something that you guys have talked about and laughed about and you just like lose it. Lose it. Yeah. Like there's times yeah. like and I can't even look at him sometimes. I can't even think of a good example, but like we'll just like. I'm like, I can't look at you right now because I'm going to. Because you know what I'm thinking. Yes. And you're right. going to lose your shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I th- oh, I'll give an example. So when we were getting married um, and we were picking out like a like wedding vows or whatever. So one of like the, what are they, Psalms? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something like that. The, the, you're going to talk about the goddess love one, right? <laughs> Not Psalms, religious poems, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. So the one is like, um, what is it? God, God, God is, is love. God is love. And it goes on and on. Yeah. I can't tell you what it says so he started off he's like god is love <laughs> baby don't hurt me yeah. <laughs> so, so then like i think we're getting married and like they were going they're saying like you know god is love and he just whispers to me like <laughs> so i lost it and then every wedding we go to now we hear that i'm just like losing my shit and i'm like oh. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. So I think we've had the most singing and dancing in any of the podcasts Probably. Uh, uh, that we've recorded so far on this one. Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know you had to be a triple threat to do a podcast. Yeah, right. It helps. And Keith sure. helped out right. too with the dancing. He was like, I unfortunately, I know. I mean, that you're hip hop dancing. Well, yeah, it was simulated hip hop. <laughs> yeah. I, I, am, I am told back in the day, you used to know the dance. You know, um, in Janet Jackson's If in the music video, when it gets to, like that dance break part, I'm, I'm going to put a link to the video in my show notes. Um, okay, please so do. Supposedly, supposedly Taco knew like there's this whole like dance dance um, sequence. I think towards the end of the of the yeah. song. Apparently, you knew it. Yeah, because the uh, cheerleaders taught me. Well, so oh, I was in wow. I was in the in the high school musicals, and so were the cheerleaders, right? And ah. so when you're doing when you're when you're just messing around, like you're tired of doing the same dance routine, I'm like, teach me something different. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll try this move. And then, okay, I did that move. Okay, what next? And so basically I learned their routine, which was basically a ripoff of Janet Jackson's video. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I knew it. But he's never done it for me. It's like it, muscle memory doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it might come back if you just start playing that music over and over again. I, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd have again, to probably watch the video have, and be uh, like, video. Oh, right. Well, yeah. when the video is in the show notes, you can watch okay, it fine. and it'll just all come flooding yeah. back to you because <laughs> muscle memory mm-hmm. never, ever goes yeah. away. All yeah. right. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure having both of you on the show. You guys are so much fun to talk to. Um, I, again, I, I wish we could be in a real double date in person. We're going to go to the Westward. We're going to Westward. Right. We're going to Seattle. We're going to Seattle Seahawks going. We're going to Westward. We're going to have some shrubs. And you're, you're going to bring your uh, taco press, your tortilla <laughs> press. Out here. Tortilla press, yes. Yeah. Nice. All coming your way. Well, awesome. for our listeners who had so much fun with both of you today, how can they continue to stay connected with you guys in the social realm? Well, the kind of the, the first and only place that you really need to remember is uh, MaryPretty.co. That's where our, the, the home of Mary's Nutrition Show. Let's be very clear, that's not a dot com. 
Right. It is yes. a dot .co. MaryPurdy.co, P-U-R-D-Y dot C-O. But then we're on, do a lot of time on Facebook as well. So her page is um, Mary Purdy R-D, Eat Well, Yummy Life. And of course, you can find us on iTunes or Stitcher for our podcast. So feel free oh, anywhere to... you listen to your podcast. Yeah, yeah yes. you'll find and Mary's Nutrition Show. And links to all of this will be included in the show notes as well for easy clicking. Excellent. Fabulous. Thank you so much for having us on. We had a ball. It's yes. been a good guys. Thank you both yeah. so much. Have a wonderful evening and uh, have a have a shrub on us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And get your green tea on on, right. on us. I will, think, I will think of you tomorrow when I have my daily green tea. Wonderful. And there you have it. Another super fun, awesome double date that we've had. Mary and Keith, thank you guys so much for enlightening us all about Seattle and shrubs and giving us a reason to head on out that might not just have to revolve around football and sports. So hopefully we'll catch you out there in the Seattle area one of these days. If you want to be like Mary and Keith and join us here on the podcast for a double date, shoot us an email podcast at nutritionnuptials.com where you can tell us all about how you're living your best life ever together. And we're always looking for couples, not just to join us here on the podcast, but to feature on the blog as well as over on our Instagram at nutrition underscore nuptials. Speaking of Instagram, don't forget about our giveaway that we are doing with Mary's book, Serving the Broccoli Gods. All you have to do is head on over to our Instagram page at nutrition underscore nuptials, where you are going to see a picture of Mary's book. And you're going to like that picture. And you're also going to make sure that you are following at Mary, Mary Purdy RD. In addition to our show page, you're also going to make sure that you tag two friends. That is your entry into winning. And from that, some lucky person is going to get drawn to win a copy of Mary's book, which integrates humor into her nutrition wealth of knowledge. And I think that's what she means when she says she's an integrative RD, which is integrating humor into the science and the nutrition of it. So good luck out there. And the winner will be announced on Instagram next week. If you are looking to connect with the show, in addition to finding us over on Instagram, you can find Mandy, the dietitian, over on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube at Mandy Enright RD, where I am dishing up lots of nutrition knowledge, information, as well as um, events that I have going on and recent articles that I have shared. And if you are looking for some of those articles, you can head on over to nutritionnuptials.com. That is the blog where you can get info, resources, fitness, as well as recipes, basically any way that you are looking to get healthy together as a couple, I got you covered, including my starter guide, five days of meal plans, fitness, and self-care. You can find that bad boy at nutritionnuptials.com slash starter guide. And if you are looking for some ways to connect with the show, you can head on over to Facebook at the Nutrition Nuptials VIP After Party. That is our private Facebook group for listeners of the show. It's private, but it's really open to the public. Anyone can be part of it. And that is where we keep the conversation going after the show. So if we chat about something today and you'd love to connect with Mary and Keith, or you want to follow up on something that you heard on another episode, that is where we can keep the conversation going. 
We also love to hear from our listeners. So if you are listening to the show and you're super digging it, head on over to iTunes and rate us and leave a review. It gives us a chance to learn about what you're liking, what you want to hear more of, maybe what you want to hear less of. We don't know if you don't tell us. So head on over to iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. And finally, if you want to be just the most super spectacular VIP that you can be here at the podcast, you can head on over to Patreon to become a super extra awesome VIP supporter of the show. This show is a lot of work on Taco and Mind Part, and we love the support to help us keep the show going. So over at Patreon, you can become a supporter at the dollar, $5 and $10 level, and you get lots of great uh, discounts and opportunities for special super secret giveaways, not just like ones that we're doing today with Mary's book, as well as opportunities to work with me as a dietitian. So head on over to patreon.com slash nutrition nuptials to learn more about how you can be a super special show supporter. And with that said, I think we have done our job here. So Thank you guys so much for tuning in to learn a little bit more about how to live your happily, healthfully ever after. See you next time. Adios, amigos.